0: Appalachia. Nobody truly knows where the word comes from, yet everybody has their own opinion of what it represents. Everything from mountaintop beauty and deep forest to meth heads and extreme prejudice. The Appalachian Mountains are the oldest mountains in the world. They once towered 30,000 feet into the air and currently stretch from Canada through 14 states all the way to Louisiana. The inhabitants of these mountains through the many years of their existence have lived through and witnessed downright unbelievable and tormenting historical atrocities. They have lived through everything from hauntings to cryptic creatures that show up and wreak havoc on their homesteads. The worst creature, though, may be man himself. I, being born and raised in these Appalachian Mountains, know that nothing is beyond a pale of belief, no matter how fantastic it sounds. The history that lies in these mountains is rich and has a long legacy of unending tales and adventures. Come with me as I take you on a fantastic journey through these mountains, where things are not always as they seem. I guarantee you it won't be anything like you expected. Hello, I'm Larry Bentley, and this is Season 2 of Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend. Welcome back, my good friends. Good to see you again today. Thank you for your time again. Now, when we think of peaceful communities, most of us would agree that the Amish are among the most peaceful and forgiving people on earth. My experience with the Amish folks has always been very pleasant. I don't think that I've ever visited an Amish home where I didn't have to have a piece of pie or a piece of cake or at least something to drink before I could do anything else and yes, you bet it was good. Despite all that, there's still evil that dwells in the world, and it don't care who or how it wreaks the havoc that it does, and it sure don't care how it affects anybody else that happens to be tied to it through family, friends, or maybe just an acquaintance. In reality, it affects us all whether we know the person who befell the evil or not. We as caring people don't or can't help but feel horrible for that person and their family. The Amish community is probably the last place on earth that we'd think something like that would happen. Then comes something that reminds us that nobody's exempt from those who do these kind of things. Sit on down there and let me tell you about one such horrible thing It just happened a couple of years ago, in fact. For this one, folks, we're headed back to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Now, we've been there a couple of times in previous episodes. You know, the ones called the murder of Aaron Dillard and Pow Wow Hicks and Murder, just for a couple of them. But on Sunday, June 21st, 2020, Linda Stoltzfus, who was an 18-year-old from the Amish community of Upper Leacock County, Pennsylvania, or Leacock Township, Pennsylvania, which is in Lancaster, never returned home from church. She was last seen on Stumptown Road in in Burdenham, which is in Lancaster, too. She was wearing a tan dress, white apron, and white cape. She was reported missing to East Lampeter Township Police, and that was also in Lancaster. Linda was a well-behaved young girl who was described as being naive to the ways of the English. Now, by English, they only mean outside of the Amish community. The world outside of the Amish community is referred to by the Amish as English, and trust me when I say that they don't mean any offense by it whatsoever. Linda had attended church as normal and had left for home around 12.30 for the one-mile walk back to her house where she planned on changing clothes and going straight to youth meeting to spend the rest of her day. By Monday morning on June 22nd, Linda was reported missing. There were hundreds of volunteers that showed up from around the area to search for her. Volunteers from the community checked through creeks, ponds, woods, and fields to absolutely no avail. Linda was just nowhere to be found. At 7.45 that evening, the folks of the community held a prayer vigil for her along North Ronks Road. Next day, volunteers continued to search for Linda near Enterprise Drive and old Philadelphia Pike, and frustrating as it was, they still didn't find a single clue. Wednesday, June 24th, the FBI joined East Lampeter Township Police in the search for Linda. East Lampeter Public Information Officer Lieutenant Matthew Hess made a public statement, pleading for Linda to confirm she was okay should she have left on her own accord this while crews continued to search the upper leacock township now the reason for such a statement from police came from the thought that just maybe linda had up and gone on a sudden rub springer that's when a young amish lady or gentleman reaches late teens and is considered on the precipice of adulthood they go into the English world to weigh for themselves whether or not they want to remain Amish or go forth into the English world to live their lives. That's referred to as a rumspringa. Thursday and Friday of the same week, police investigators started diverting their attention more toward the hundreds of tips that had come in about Linda. Overall, there were only so many times that you can search the same area over and over. By Sunday, the Stoltzfus family made a statement about the amount of people posting on their Facebook page about Linda's disappearance. They said that they would continue to remove disrespectful comments that are inconsiderate or spreading false information. The family then said, Now, that's the primary and secondary search of the local area have been completed. The primary way you can help Linda right now is just by by being prayerful. That was kind of surprising to me, being that they don't have computers, how they would know what was on Facebook page, but after I thought it through, I guess that something must have been going on behind the scenes to try to lure somebody out. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, that's what I thought, too. On Monday, June 22nd, the East Lampeter Township Police Department said they want to talk to anybody, walkers, bicyclists, or motorists, who were on Mill Creek Road, Stumptown, Gibbons, Beachdale or Mill Creek roads between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. on Sunday, June 21st. By Thursday, July 2nd, billboards and posters about Linda were plastered on Route 30 all over the place, as well as in York County, and by Friday, the FBI offered a reward of up to $10,000 for the information about anything about Linda. The reward was for... Information leading to her recovery, of course, and identification and arrest of conviction of the subject or maybe subject who had had anything to do with her disappearance. Then, on Saturday, July 11th, the Lancaster County District Attorney's Office announced that a man, Husto Smoker, of Paradise Township, had been charged in the disappearance of Linda Stolzfus. The DA's office said that they have reason to believe Linda was harmed following her abduction. Young Mr. Smoker became a person of interest after multiple witnesses had seen a red or orange vehicle with an Amish woman in the passenger seat. The next day, the search for Linda continued for two more days after police arrested Mr. Smoker for kidnapping her. Now, who exactly was this uh, Husto Smoker fella? Well, Husto Roberto Smoker had been born in South America and was adopted by a Mennonite family. He was a former high school wrestling all-star who had a 3.0 grade point average and earned a place in the Lancaster and Wrestling All-Star Team in 2003. In 2007, Mr. Smoker pleaded guilty to several robberies, during which he and his brother Victor had a BB gun and used it to rob four different businesses between August 8th and August 13th of the 2006. Judge Joseph Maidenspacher told Mr. Smoker at his sentencing hearing in 2007 that he could have fashioned a sentence that would have kept him in prison for twice as long, if not for the rest of his life. But Judge Spocker said that he imposed a sentence that ensures society is protected, but that Mr. Smoker could still come out and lead a reasonable life. In addition to the prison sentence, Justo was ordered to pay $7,286 in restitution. Now his brother Victor was released from prison in 2016 while Justo, well, he ended up serving nearly his entire minimum on the sentence and was released on February 28, 2019. Something tells me that he must have had a bit of a problem in the big house. You're not going to believe what, how this goes for the rest of the story. I'll be right back. You're listening to Appalachian Murder Mystery and Legend with Larry Bentley. So other than what I just mentioned, what in the world made them look at who Smoker? A week after Linda was reported missing, Several witnesses told police that they had seen a red or orange car in the Gap area with a Amish woman in the passenger seat and a man driving. Like we said before, but later enhanced surveillance video, taken from near where she was abducted, showed a red car with a license plate police traced to Husto Smoker. When they looked closely at the video, police could literally see a man pounce on, grab Linda, and drag her out of her picture, out of the picture of the camera. And presumably to his waiting car just off camera. That's why they went knocking on Husto's door. By Monday, July 13th, community volunteer searches for Linda were winding down with no luck at all. Then on Thursday, the Lancaster County District Attorney's Office hosted a press conference with several entities involved. The search for Linda police, or uh, in the search for Linda, the police asked the public to give more tips and information. And investigators also put up photos of Mr. Smoker's car and asked anybody who had seen the car to call the police. So on July 21st, it was a month to the day since Linda went missing. The DA's office hadn't released any new information pertaining to Linda's disappearance and she was still not yet found. Sounds like something else going on there behind the scenes again, don't it? Well, Saturday July 25th, there was yet another search mounted for Linda near Wallace Road in East Earl Township. Still nothing at all was found. And by Tuesday the 28th, it was announced that there would be a prayer ride for Linda as an act of solidarity with the Stoltzfus family and the surrounding community. The ride was held on August 8th. But by August 5th, Mr. Smoker appeared in front of a district court judge for a preliminary hearing that lasted two and a half hours. New evidence presented was a red zip tie found along with Linda's bra and stockings, which were buried near a railroad track. His arraignment was scheduled for August 28th. It appears that something was indeed going on under the radar. The police found Linda's possessions after a tip was called in from a witness who saw the car described in the, by the police sitting near a railroad tracks so with a man hiding behind it burying something. The man was identified as Husto Smoker. By Thursday, September 17th, a search warrant had been revealed that Mr. Smoker had repeatedly texted his brother after Linda's disappearance. The contents of the text had never been made public as far as I can find, but nobody has to tell you what suspicious is, but you just know it when you see it. On December 21st, D.A. Adams charged Mr. Smoker with homicide, and despite all the searches, Linda still hadn't been found. After the holidays, and it started... Warming a bit, March fifth, twenty 2021, Husto Smoker was dragged into a preliminary hearing but which would determine whether the case would go to trial. It was found that, indeed, there was enough evidence to warrant a trial. Twenty days later, the Lancaster County District Attorney's Office files a motion asking for more time to reevaluate legal reasons that would allow it to seek the death penalty against Mr. Smoker. Then, once again, the powers of the bee went quiet on the progress of the case. Well, sounds like you're letting Mr. Smoker chew on the idea of meeting his maker for a while, don't it? Then came April 21, 2021, when it was announced that human remains had indeed been found during a search for Linda by the team consisting of FBI, East Lampeter Township Police, and Pennsylvania State Police. Due to the state of the said remains, they had not been identified as of yet. They were sent to the Lancaster County Medical Examiner's Office for review and autopsy. Well, that didn't take long, as the very next day, bright and early, Lancaster County District Attorney Heather Adams confirmed that the remains were indeed that of Linda Stolfsus. Ms. Adams said that the press in the press conference that her team believes Linda was first buried in a shallow grave where her bronze stockings were found then taken to the second location near Mr. Smoker's former place of employment in Gap. Now, if you're like me, I bet you're wondering why they thought this. Well, it seems that Mr. Smoker was indeed mowing over the thought of being put down like a rabid dog by lethal injection, or just in case the drugs weren't available, being strapped into an electric chair as means to an end for him. So, it seems that he came clean with the whole thing, telling them where they could find Linda's body, how it got there, where he'd moved it from, and he had indeed buried it right where they'd found the bronze stockings, and then went back and moved it once the heat was on. By Friday, April 23rd, Lancaster County Coroner, Dr. Stephen Diamante said that Linda had died from strangulation, and that she had also been stabbed in the neck, according to her autopsy report. Dr. Diamante had been able to identify Linda through dental records, he said. The following Monday, now being more than ten months after Linda went missing, her family laid her to rest. More than a hundred people gathered at the Myers Cemetery grounds, not far from where Linda was dragged off and killed. On July 21, 2021, Husto Smoker was set to plead guilty to homicide, false imprisonment, and kidnapping. But there was a delay Till the following day so prosecutors could update his charges for him by adding abuse of a corpse, tampering with evidence and possession of an instrument of crime. They also added a criminal homicide charge with a designation indicating first-degree felony. That would include the possibilities of first, second, or third-degree murder along with voluntary manslaughter. On July 23rd, 2021 mr smoker pleaded guilty to third degree murder kidnapping and all the other charges that went along with it before presiding judge david ashworth for he was sentenced to 35 and a half years in prison for his trouble but since he was on patrol with parole at the time he did all that he got another 17 and a half years tagged on to be served consecutively thank god that he'll be 87 years old before he gets his first parole hearing Of course, he went through the same old song and dance that all these murderers go through, crying, saying that he was sorry and that he didn't know why he did it or why he would do such a thing. nor Nor do I, folks, and I'm sure you don't either. We just don't think like that. This whole case just goes to show that it doesn't matter where or who you are when evil that mankind perpetrates on himself comes calling. We who live in these old mountains know this all too well. I hope you got something out of our story today. It's another one that had to be told. If you did, please rate and review the podcast, and don't forget to follow us or on whatever platform you listen. Now, as I promised, Melissa the Rider gave us five stars and said, I randomly found this podcast by researching Big and Little Heart. Larry did an amazing job recapping this grizzly duo, my husband and I love Larry's style of and started listening from of, to more story. Wow, we are hooked and now binging the content. Thank you, Larry, for the cool tidbits, interesting stories and that peek into some history that we've never heard of. Thank you so much for your kind words, Melissa the writer. Listener CG gave five stars and wrote I love the history as well as the mystery and murders that you tell us about. I've learned a lot from your stories. Well, thank you for your kind review. Anonymity gave a five-star rating and wrote an interesting subject matter, told it to you in a conversational folksy way. The host Larry is just lovely. If you haven't subbed to this podcast yet, you definitely should. Well, thank you so much, too. There are really no words to say or to express what all of this comments mean to me, so just thank you all again, and thank you all for listening. If you like extra episodes of the podcast, along with World of Murder, Mystery, and Legend or The Deviant Report, consider becoming a subscriber for $1.99 a month to get extra episodes of all three. Just run over to Anchor.fm or Spotify and they'll fix you right up. Or you can go to Facebook group, Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend Podcast, I tried to do podcasts twitter but they keep taking me down so we'll just stick with facebook for the time being appalachian murder mystery and legend podcast that's where we can discuss anything appalachian or whatever else you'd like to talk about i'll be back real soon with another appalachian murder mystery or legend and i'll see you then